Crisis, episode 15 is here. It's queer. Get used to it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, this is your host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. I almost screwed it up in the middle there. That'd be awesome. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. I'm never going to change it. I will promise you that right now. Even though it can be changed. I'm here with my regular old co-host, Chris mm. Antista. Hi, everybody. Chris Antista. Yeah. And Hi. also, our wild child himself. Hi, everybody. Uh, nice. I like it. It's Tyler, Tyler Wild. Tyler Wild. Chris did kind of a funny high-pitched voice. Oh, so I did. I, I wanted to do one, too. Not intentional. Ah. No, I'm also anyway, making fun of his real voice. Yeah, I am. Uh, guys, it's been quite a week, huh? Not really. Has it? No, oh, yeah. we had a great Memorial Day weekend. We sure did. Did we? The Golden Gate Bridge turned 75. We yeah. rented we rented a $70,000 camera and broke iPhones. That sounds like a good weekend. That sounds yeah, like a ton of fun. It man. was not as much fun as you think, and all mm. my muscles hurt. <laughs> Ann and I saw Avengers again. That's oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, that. How was it the second time? Better, maybe. Maybe mm. because like I knew what it was building to the whole time. Mm. Whereas mm. the first time I was like, yeah, this is a lot of setup. Better pay off. <laughs> and then it did pay off. So I left the movie only remembering the end. But this mm. time I was like watching all the subtleties throughout and like just enjoying yeah. the opening mm. instead of feeling impatient this time. I just got to enjoy the setup mm. and like... Oh, look at Loki plotting and like yeah. this is going to be good. Did you see that link that it brought? Uh, Brett, yeah, I was going to bring it up too. Mr. Brelston, our mm. regular guest, uh, sent around this link that someone's um, uh, belief was that Loki's plan in the film oh, was name. meant to fail. It's a Xanatos scheme. Is that it's really named it. after a gargoyle? It's a. It's a. Honestly, mm. I'd call it the Batman Gambit. But yes, so what's the a, logic? The logic is that you create a scheme where whether you win or you lose, you got the thing you wanted, or you'll end up you'll end up with something good. Mm-hmm. If Loki won, he took over Earth. Sure, but if he lost, in like he gets to go back to Asgard, which is exactly where he wanted to be. He wanted to go back to Asgard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's I said I said it before, I, I said it on the other shows that like his I thought it was based on a vengeance for Thor, and he's the god he's the mm-hmm. god of tricks. Yeah. Uh, but you no, know, it was more because he wanted to get back to Asgard, and I did not remember seeing the Infinity Gauntlet in Thor. Yeah, that's another. Well, yeah. Let, <laughs> I mean, I watching it again. There's a turning point uh, at the end, mm-hmm. the final battle. Loki's sort of talking to Thor, and Loki. I, he sort of says like, "It can't be stopped now," or something. He seems to be repentant mm-hmm. briefly. Yeah, and Thor's like, "You already did it," mm-hmm. so you know. But that would. That would suggest otherwise that he feel, felt well. He's a lot, he'd but, but then he stabs yeah. Thor, so it's like, was still, it a trick or he not? He could still be apprehensive for what he he's knowingly unleashed. Yeah, knowing that it's his ticket back. I mean, to I mean, he uses that emotional thing to stab yeah. Thor anyway. And he but, also thinks if he oh didn't, spoilers, but you should have seen it by now. Yeah, it, shut up! If he showed some repentance, then maybe Thor would take it easy on him mm. and bring him back to Asgard instead yeah. of murdering. He him. goes back as a prisoner though i mean is that really yeah. what he wanted and loki's been in a lot of prisons he's got out yeah he is a trickster mm-hmm. that's the other thing that the that at the end of thor like loki was lost in nowhere like so he wanted really he just wanted to get back to asgard so then he makes a deal with the chitwari mm-hmm. and get or whatever to come back to earth just so his eventual end game is get back to asgard yes he is the brer rabbit of asgard 
Mm-hmm. I was um, actually. <laughs> it was a, yeah. No, I won't get into this. This it is, is off the, topic. The, the website is, is on uh, markofreason.wordpress.com, and you can find it there. I've Very heard... good writing. Why Loki won in the Avengers. Yeah, Gargoyles. That's a really good show. Is, I see. I, Did I always you never watch it. it as a kid. My friends liked it. Like at. But I think at that point it's I, Disney. I know, with, I know. With Keith David as the star, I, know, I think. But at, at that point, um, I was shunning. There was it, wow. It feels like so long ago, and I, I feel like this was a long part of my life. Now it doesn't feel like that anymore, thanks to uh, five, six years in the games industry, where I shunned things I liked that I thought were uncool because I really wanted to get laid and do drugs. Uh huh. And that, but now that I look at it, it was it was only about it was only about a four year period. But this was during that period. I see. Where I just needed to be cool. I was shoplifting right. cool Tommy Hilfiger clothes just so I could go out there. And, it's American uh, Eagle on there. Oh, and just, just hit some of that trailer trash running around. Lower to Tallahassee, lower to... Um, and well, it was, a great, it was a great show for three seasons, and then they had a bad fourth and final season. Yeah. Which might just happen to Community. Who knows? But uh, it, will. it did get to continue in comic book form. <gasps> it, it had its own boom comic series just like... yeah. It's Boom that's been doing Ka- all the 90s. Kaboom. Kaboom. Boom. Kaboom is, it's, it's Boom the, is a different one. Well, it's, it's Kaboom is the kiddier variation on Boom Comics. I believe ah, it's the same company. I see. But I, I know I just bought Chippendale's Rescue Rangers uh, trade. See, I love that Boom is doing that. Cause, or, and I also love that Disney is game for it. Yeah. Like, Disney could just say no. Like Disney could always just say, no, we want to protect these characters. We have plans. But they can admit, like... We have no plans for these people. We're not going to put well, them in anything. Well, they don't. Well, I don't think it's. it's, it's a, they don't know what to do with them. But there's not right. a lot of Disney product. Out, sorry, this is me, your resident Disney nerd. Not a lot of Disney product out there. They don't normally curate very well. Like uh, they they take very good care of their properties. Yes. They release them in, in good ways, except for Darkwing Duck, Ducktales. And so, like, there's apparently a future and a market for mm-hmm. it. And if that builds up from comics, and I just wanted to say. Um, I'm not trying to take... I know you might have some other topics, but I wanted to bring this up to Tyler, but I saw this week that there was a Star, Star Trek Next Generation Doctor Who crossover issue. Mm. That just, yeah, exactly. These are crossovers That's that... Like, I always wanted. You could never negotiate. Yeah, they're Marvel and DC, good for comics. Man, it, would, it will be in our grandchildren's lifetime where Marvel and DC are crossing over right. in film. They will. They can cross over in comics. Oh, it's almost impossible that it'll happen. And it then could you, totally happen. Last week, on underneath the uh, Cape Crisis 14, uh, gayest episode ever, page, you could see a link to Futurama Simpsons crossover, which can't seem to fucking happen. I'll tell you why it could really. happen, because there's money in it. But it's funny. This brings me back to... I, I didn't understand why everyone was excited about Avengers, and you tried to explain to me, like, oh, it's this crossover we never thought would happen, and then... Um, Semi-unprecedented. Um, I mean, it's hardly a crossover. It's all Marvel, but the ownership of the film rights, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it was in that sense. And I said, uh, you said, well, what? You don't understand why this is popular. What would you want to see? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, X-Files, Doctor Who, and Star Trek crossover? Uh-oh, you're almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. You're just almost gotta there. Get, just got to get Mulder and Scully in, and, and I'm I, set. I, I do like that, because like uh, especially the Whedonverse, like uh, Serenity, um, Firefly, Buffy, has, I think, lived on very well in comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's usually it's almost better suited for it, really. I, I disagree. I would, I would definitely <laughs> like to see those actors. Okay, playing not really. Parts. No, that's that's but, not uh, true either. I'd, I'd much rather read. I'd much rather see Nathan Fillion in his brown coat again than but, uh, than look at a drawing of it. And that's okay. And those comics are really good. But like, I do love that, that Buffy season eight, which is exclusive to comics, mm-hmm. was able to escalate in a way that could never be portrayed on a show. Where there is a James Bond legion of vampire hunters with jets and mm. 
Where they keep, yeah, the, no, they kept cutting the budget as seasons mm-hmm. went on on Buffy. Yeah. yeah, like where like the main set was was uh, oh, yeah. Buffy's mother's house. They couldn't even go to school <laughs> yeah, anymore. Just, I was just talking about this with the guys from mm-hmm. PC Gamer, how his budget kept getting cut, and then so Whedon wrote that comic, right? To, to, yeah, I think the yeah. season eight to, to, to do it the way he wanted to with the likenesses of. I, it's, 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 it's an interesting cool. way to extend that universe into something that doesn't really tarnish your memories of the original thing. Mm-hmm. So like a Doctor Who Star Trek thing, like that's perfect. I mean, they can totally meet up together and have in, in spew British phrases and mm-hmm. yeah, that just that just came out. What is it? All right. Let me see what it's called. Okay, well let's Madness move on to our little uh, what you've been reading section. Oh, we, not everybody needs to commit to this if you didn't read I have been reading something. Okay. Well, I I want to start this off with uh, so last week, last week I mentioned to everybody that I bought um, on my Kindle Archie Game On a hundred a collection of Archie's video game comic books oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or com- well comic stories from the past like thirty years. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty interesting though they they often told the same story over and over again, which uh. is Archie. <laughs> but I mean that's what Archie is, except. The first one was like, uh, the first one, what, like I think four of them started with Betty and Veronica saying, mm-hmm. "Those dumb boys won't stop playing their video games. I'm so oh, tired man. of it." And then the way that the script was flipped comically mm-hmm. by the end was that um, wait, uh, see, don't tell me Veronica's father is rich, so he has the Ew. magical power to own. Mr. Lodge can own any business that the story needs it. So they, so Mr. Lodge is, says, like, well, I invest in video games. They're the future. And so then Betty and Veronica get to build video games for girls that they then get more interested in. And so then they I bet ignore. I bet it's an offensive way. So then they ignore the boys for playing video games. And but then. But then the parents who are like, oh, I can't believe our daughters are playing these video games all the time. I know what to do. Hey, I think I just saw Archie with that new girl in town. What? There were moments where it was like slightly like feminist where they like they came on Betty and Veronica in a different story where they made video games. Came, <laughs> like came to the board. They're like, you're not making these for women. And why don't you have any female game designers? Now, now see here. I can tolerate a lot of stuff on this, on this podcast, but I'm never going to sit here and accept... Archie as a feminist. No, no, but it had moments. <laughs> but then there were other Never. ones where Veronica made a shopping game and uh-huh. a, a bow tying game or a, a fucking... game about uh, a racing game where you got points for slowing down. How fast to you can throw your placenta back inside you? Boy, come on, what? That's not what Veronica and Betty do. She That's came just... up with the idea while making cupcakes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> And then there were also several stories where the nerd friend of theirs, whose name I can't remember, that he made new video games for him. He basically is database. Database. Like he just kept making video games for him. They're like, well, I well I just made virtual reality. And I wanted to say though, the one part that impressed me was sure. they all seemed grossly uninformed. Every single one, <laughs> no matter what decade they were from. They had a funny one that involved DDR, and they named DDR by name. It was the only like oh, wow. name they actually mm. game they actually named by name. Mm. Then they get to the last one that was their most recent one, and it was super informed. Like they oh. get a Z box, and they talk and they set up an I they set up an uh, the camera the old Xbox sure. camera. They the talk they talk about 
Um, they talk about HDMI cables versus component. <gasps> they, the controller looks exactly the same. They name check ColecoVision, and they even like they invent the the they invent the Connect in the comic too. Like, wow. It was very, it that, was very well researched compared to all the other ones. It was yeah, surprising. I, thought, I thought it was. We did. Uh, we did, I, you let me ramble on a long time ago about old Archie policies, but I thought part of it was that those comics had to be written by an eighty-year-old gay dude. <laughs> yes. and, and, no, they're they're really trying to get <laughs> actually current these days. It seems. <laughs> also, I want to say I read the first Kevin Keller book. And there's one thing I really like mm-hmm. is that him and Veronica are best friends. Like that, Veronica is in love with him. She's totally his. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fag, fag. Wait. Yeah, you want to say that? Fag, fag. There you She's go. totally right. Kevin's. That has such negative connotations. It does. I don't, I don't like it at all. But anyway. I appreciate that as, as, as someone had to come out as bisexual last week in the vendor discussion. <laughs> um, all right, anyway. That, that's I've talked so long about Archie. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't read anything else? Uh, no, I read, uh, well, I read the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh. I got that back in the mail. That was good. And. Uh, I read some classic Thunderbolts comics oh. from the mid-90s, which were really cool. It reminded me of what a cool, awesome villain Baron Zemo is. He, got, he, he doesn't get as much credit as a good villain as he should. Mm. I think Tyler sh- I read. I read way too much this week. Okay, Tyler, what did you did read? You, I just, on Anne's recommendation, read some Irredeemable, wow. which might not be the right thing for me. Why? Well, Why because it, like it, is right? it playing off of uh, tropes you don't, you're not too familiar with? Kind of. I mean, I am familiar with superheroes, sure. obviously, and it's playing. It's like and here's Superman a superhero who's just been like, you know, just berated by the public sure. so much, and and it's like nobody appreciates him enough, and so he just goes mental, and he's basically a god, and he's gone renegade, and it's just I killing don't... everyone. And like that's a cool concept, sure. but I. You know, I wasn't, you know, I mean, Anne was uh, just like, it's amazing, it's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I know, I know they dive more into it, but I, I've only read... I haven't f- read enough of it. I read the first volume, but still they don't tackle at why he, he went away in the first couple well, issues. The big... I'm waiting to find out, yeah. And they focus, right. on, they focus on these other side characters, which, you know, are clearly like parodies of other archetypes. But yeah, if you're not sure, that invested yeah. in, like, how they're doing that, I, I don't can see care about Hawkman with one wing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bunch of characters that... Are new. Mm-hmm. Oh, this and this lady slept with that guy. I don't care. So don't I'm not just... I'm not ready to commit to it, but I'll keep reading it. I enjoy. I don't, it. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know who the artist is on it. I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of the the. the art... I feel bad saying being critical of that. Not honestly, it's knowing it's, a lot of that book art. is a writer's book. It's Mark Wade's book, and the artist mm-hmm. is is um, what sort I'm looking for. Practical, like the art is just practical. It is practical. It tells the story. It draws the men in the. It draws the archetypes the way they're supposed but to. But I run. haven't seen like an exciting, splashy page where I'm like, "What an awesome pose! What a cool like yeah. action! What a, you know? What a cool way to like show action!" I've I've just seen like, well, that he is he is shooting people with beams from his eyes. I understand the action that is occurring here. Though Mark, but it's not pretty. Mark Wade doesn't really write for that type of art anyway. Yeah, like his that's fine. his stuff is more that's what he conversational. Does. Here's the one thing. Here's something that I thought about of irredeemable as mm-hmm. a cane. Like, if you know Mark Wade, he like he would say he loves every superhero he write. He knows Marvel and DC very well, mm-hmm. but Superman is clearly his favorite. Like, loves him the most, mm-hmm. and has a cat like has an encyclopedic knowledge of Superman. Mm-hmm. And so this irredeemable is a Superman book. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. What if Superman went crazy? Yeah. 
And so part of me thinks he's doing it as like a counterexample to say how awesome Superman is. He's saying if Superman wasn't mm-hmm. the greatest, most giving, perfect human being that or perfect man that ever right. lived, he would have destroyed us. He would have yeah. He would have broken under all these different stressors and murdered everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't. Like he wants to show you that the what the irredeemable guy did yeah. is forgivable, like not forgivable but understandable. The one thing that irredeemable, if you would, yes. <laughs> what makes a hero irredeemable? That's in there. But one of the Ed Ed notes that actually like mm. got me more endeared to it was sort of about how how the how difficult it is to look at the internet and things on the internet, such as this podcast, uh, mm. when, you know, the internet is easy hy- as we can. The internet's hypercritical, you mm. know, oh. and how difficult <laughs> it is as a creator to look at hypercriticism and be called you know, all kinds of names for mm. whatever it is you did. You made a comic, therefore you are uh, all sorts of different uh, epithets, you know, mm. and, and how a superhero would have to deal with a million times that and therefore mm. could break, on, could buckle Especially if that. you could hear everything. If you could hear everything. Right, but that... That that is kind, kind of, of endeared me to it because I'm like, yeah, I've experienced that where I let the internet get to me because I posted something on it and just got reamed for it totally mm-hmm. without any reason. Or I see something like Electronic Arts voted the worst company in America <laughs> when clearly it is not, and I'm like, that. That'd be Conan there are people right? there are like normal nice people who work there who are uh. like. This is a little bit upsetting to me right now. I didn't. Did I really do something that bad? I tried to make you something nice. It just endeared me to it because I'm like I've been there, and the idea that a superhero would be would feel that under a magnifying glass that's like yeah. you know with sunlight coming I, through it burning at him. I think it it also it also addresses some of the criticism about just the fact that Superman is infallible, mm-hmm. and if he were mm-hmm. not, and that makes him boring yeah. as a character. He is pretty. Boring. But if he were not. He could be the Plutonian. Yeah. If he if he were susceptible to pain and hurt. Cool name, by the way, the Plutonian. the Plutonian. I like that they're not really sure where he's from. And I did like the conversation, I think, in the second issue mm-hmm. with his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Lois Lane yeah. one? That has one of my favorite moments. And that's great. Her having the flashback to he reveals his identity to her, she reveals yeah. it to everyone. They're about to broadcast and he's like, No Fuck that. No, no. guy. Moves faster you're, than a You're gonna be wigs. like mm-hmm. He moved, not only that, but just his uh, his monologue to them about how like their families will be raped and yeah. murdered. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. pull any punches, telling them how they're going to be destroyed. You knowing this makes you a liability. But yeah, mm-hmm. just the secret just, is the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. to you. And then they all commit suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was that yeah. was it. It doesn't it's suicide in air quotes. It is it, cool. It mm-hmm. is irredeemable. Irredeemable is my favorite of the two. It had a. It has a like. Uh, Side book or a, mm-hmm. like a corresponding book called Oh Nah Now I'm How Embarrassing. But that that is, reached its final issue though, right? Yeah, Irredeemable's done. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, what was the name yeah. of the other one? It was Invincible. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. No, no. But it uh, is. I, I don't know. I, I, Redeemable. That's what it is. <laughs> I I'm not. Impress. I'm not. I'm sorry, people. Listening. To wrap up, uh, I'm not totally sold by it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I'm not like smirking at all of the like I'm not like sort of knowingly smirking at all the tropes it's parodying, but. Well, I do like the idea. It's not about, it's not about smug, that, but it's, but it's clearly it. supposed to take no, place no, no, in the universe with Superman and his fellow DC characters. I'm not saying it's about being smug. I'm just saying I'm not like knowingly going like, oh, I see what he's doing with this character. I see uh-huh. what he's 
what he's poking See, at. See, I know it. I know it. Because I don't know. Because Tyler, I seen they spend a lot of times on characters who's not. In fact, more time in the first couple issues on people who aren't the Plutonian. So you have to like know right. what these characters mean to this universe, or what archetypes they're. Yeah, or like yeah, exactly, and, they, and that'll entertain you a little. more. I only know the basic superhero archetypes. Which are, you, is, are you going to say I don't get to go and say all the stuff I was reading? I'm just saying incorruptible, oh, incorruptible, incorruptible. I, irredeemable, and incorruptible. Incorruptible is the opposite. It takes place in the same universe, and mm. after this, after this, the worst evilest villain saw irredeemable go crazy then he decided to become the best superhero i am actually going to look on my uh get glue do you know what get glue is mm, sort of like registering that you do stuff it's like it's like uh checking in mm-hmm. like foursquare but not Ooh. to locations but to uh things i love it because because now i have a catalog for exactly what i was reading i read a ton of shit so like i okay. it's it's hard for me to remember but uh, yeah, I can go to my page, and I just well, I'm just saying this is a little plug. I added in a bunch of Laser Time information there. Laser Time is now on Get Glue. All right, uh, what? Please just tag in there, show it on your Facebook page. I love Get Glue. I've been using it for months. It's not just about having Laser Time on there. You were talking about art you didn't agree with. Uh, and I didn't hate it. I just didn't not not hate it, it, it but was just impressive. Uh, to me. Man, dude, I I want to not compliment Shu that much because I feel like it's somehow cliched. Yeah, but I, I just finished Big League Chew, uh, mm-hmm. the fifth volume of the books, and it's and just it's been reading that it looks cool. It's so funny, and it looks so it looks it's so unique in how yeah. it looks that it's 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 all of its subject matter is really serious. The dialogue is rarely funny, but every every image it, is. The characters look to me stylized in their own mm-hmm. way, which is rare to see. Like it, yeah, you know, it has its own style, which. Yeah, I, lo- cool. I love the way Mason looks. Like he's just this big bear of a human being. But I also loved. I was just noticing that like. In the backgrounds now, they just have like images of on the TV, <laughs> like in a history class. They like look and like this is just like a really washed out picture of Will Smith from Independence Day, <laughs> and then <they're, laughs> he gets kidnapped by some baseball dudes, and like you can see, oh, it's Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. It's just an image it, of oh. League of Their Own, and then I had to look really closely, and Olive is looking at her iPhone at one point, and I'm, her thumbs over. I'm looking, I'm like, I think, I think that's Red Fox. Why would Red Fox be in Shu? Like a picture of a, a picture of Red Fox being Shu. Oh yeah, and in a room is just like pictures of Robert Kirkman, like Kirkman, the mm. man, the man. She loves Robert Kirkman, and it's all these. You know, I work in huh. I work in press, so it's all the press pictures I get sent of Robert That's Kirkman funny. when we're doing shit with him. Uh, nice guy. Uh, but yeah, I've been reading Shu. I read a ton of Shu. Um, I did. I was very happy to find out I've been buying um, Bendis' new Avengers volumes. And just in the order, yeah, and the individual issues, but like Comicsology just added um, added them by by volume. Oh, okay. or, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and it's starting from Breakout. You mean? Yeah, starting from Breakout because I, I was just buying individual issues at that point, and mm. I was getting a little, a little tired of that just because. Uh, fucking the Kindle Comicsology app. Yeah, it's no. Good. It just sends you an email like, "We've updated." There's no way to update a Kindle app. You'll have to delete it and yeah. download it again. It's really. It's not only had I had I had the most recent version and they sent me that email for no reason. um, It deletes every single comic uh, and all your placement. And you you, yeah, don't worry. You can re-download them again. Uh, And I did. um, So I was doing that. I I, like last weekend they had a big, big Deadpool sale. So I'm just tearing the fuck through Deadpool. There's, I think it's still going on the Grant Morrison sale. You should really get into. And that's yeah. The uh, yeah no, I just finished. I got all. I got the first six issues of All Star Superman, which are fun. Um, okay, 
Honestly, you should have bought that on Amazon Kindle's Kindle store because yeah. it's cheaper. Like those say even at a dollar an issue for the twelve issues, it's ten dollars on Amazon Kindle. You heard it here for you heard it here, folks. Buy the, through Amazon now on, the right on hand, our site. Now on the right hand sidebar of Laser Time Podcast all the time. Yeah, that's right, Henry. Added today. You have a little cape prices bar right there. Yep. I didn't see that. I, I know. I know you asked me to look at it today and see the update. I was too busy. I know. Way too busy. What's sorry. Today? Never mind. Never mind. I posted lots of shit on the... I can... But never mind. We can't talk about the website on the show. Son of a Part gun. Part of the rules. Part of the rules. Moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, there's a bunch of Batman stuff. I don't know much about Morrison's Batman. Um, it's confusing. I say R. I P. think and... Batman is ultimately worth it. Reading mm-hmm. Grant Morrison's, it's a lot of fun. But it mm-hmm. is a crazy ride. Even Batman Incorporated? Okay, to understand Batman <laughs> Incorporated, you have to read uh, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Or, no, first you have to, to understand Batman Incorporated, mm-hmm. you have to read Return of Bruce Wayne. And you have mm-hmm. to read Batman and Robin before that. Mm-hmm. And you have to read Batman R.I.P. before that. Mm-hmm. And you have to mm-hmm. read... Uh, the Black Hand before that, and before that, you oh. have to read Batman and Son. That sounds like a lot of reading. That sounds like a lot of reading, Tyler. Oh. But they're all fun stories, but it really starts with Batman and Son. When they introduce Damian Wayne, mm-hmm. his legit son, what, uh, once that happens, mm-hmm. then they can. Uh, that's when the ball starts rolling. But I think it's a lot of fun. It's not traditional Batman, and especially the way... Mm-hmm. The way he attacks Joker, I mean, as, as a writer, I don't mean mm-hmm. like he he destroys the, the way character. he devours Joker. Now, the, yeah, his approach to Joker mm-hmm. is very different and oh. interesting. But ultimately, I like a more traditional Joker, and I've seen it mm-hmm. written better. It's just it gets it goes to very weird places, very really? very weird places. Which like, wait, which one are we talking about? The incorporated specifically, or just incorporated more is when well, incorporated is just weird because Batman. Mm-hmm makes Bruce Wayne makes Batman McDonald's like he goes <laughs> yeah. it's it's about him going to multiple countries mm-hmm. and authorizing a Batman in yeah, that yeah, country yeah. which is very strange he, it's he, interesting Batman of X-Men but it's not the it's interesting but it's not what you go to yeah. Batman for I can't imagine the sales not going still going on cuz it has been for a while it's the this giant and I love it's a Grant Morrison sale and I love that it's a sale uh, around an author Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that can only happen digitally. They're not all, all under one umbrella. And for three dollars, you mm-hmm. can get Wii Three. Which you can is, get Wii Three, which is it's criminal if you don't buy Wii Three for that price. If you haven't read it's, it, it's yet. got Batman R.I.P., Batman Inc., Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Incorporated, bunch of Flash and JLA stuff. But I did want to recommend something you recommended to me a long time ago, mm-hmm. which was uh, Invisibles. Yeah, The Invisibles also is not an easy book, but it is worth the trip. I will say that is so punk rock. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. So, it speaks to me as just a wannabe radical. <laughs> you wish you were. Yeah, you wish. No, when I, you read it to you, you're like, God, I am a sellout. Yeah, like I could, I could be free. Yeah, just someone who thinks they're cool and like, I don't know. I, I really, I really did appreciate it. Uh, all, it mm-hmm. just, I love that. Uh, say you want a revolution? Yeah, yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you? you have no? You're no way. You're no way prepared for the revolution. I don't know. I really like the first volume, and like and I think the first like 19 issues are there for 99. Yeah, the first volume of the series before mm-hmm. they took a break. You can also read it and see everything that the Wachowski brothers ripped off for yep. for the Matrix. Yep, pretty much. a lot. Pretty much. Mm. Um, but Invisible is really good. I'm actually buying on Amazon mm-hmm. in a few months. 
comes the Invisibles Omnibus, which is like a hundred dollar collection of every issue, Ooh. oversized format. I'm, I I have all the cl- old collections, but I want the Omnibus. Now you don't have to wear your glasses to look at them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, did you see that on Comicsology they just added Watchmen? No, I didn't see that. I do think like it's the first probably in preparation for before. Watchmen. It is absolutely. Oh, absolutely, because it's like the first thing in their gumball. But I'm like. You think anybody who's downloaded this app doesn't have this or hasn't has read, read it. it? Yeah, everyone's read it. Like I think, watch if like kids, if you go to your library, if they still have those in schools, mm-hmm. uh, they're probably a Watchmen in there. If you have a local used bookstore. There are three copies of it. Right I know there. I bought it three times and just lent it to people and never asked for it back. Mm-hmm. So I'll just buy it again. What's it? Five bucks? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we should probably move on to new. Unless you have anything no. else. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, so following up last week's biggest news mystery mm-hmm. that uh, DC, in case you missed it, uh, was all over the internet. Are we going to? Sp- is that the? the well, okay, so uh, DC says they were that they were going to reintroduce uh, a newly gay, mm-hmm. iconic male character mm-hmm. very soon. And now, as of this talking, it's. Um, did that, this just break? It has not been confirmed okay, good. because the issue hasn't come out yet. But that's, our, that's, our, that's the question of the week, right? So I'm just going to say who it is. No, don't say who it is. Say, <sighs> save it until after we read uh, all the... Fine. What point would it have to read people's speculation if you confirm who it is now? All right, fine. But it seems that people already know Like it's been pretty much confirmed who it is. I so looked today. I did not see it. I looked today probably three hours ago. No, there's a very a very reliable source on this thing who's been right multiple times is is saying who it is, and I and it makes girl? a lot of sense. Stop it, <laughs> Surfer Girl right. will never be gay man. Uh, well, also on the the gay on the gay side of news, uh, so you guys know who Glenn Danzig is, of course. Okay, did I tell you I bought a comic uh, Rollins and. Glenn and Henry, it's a what? it's a gay romantic comedy uh, comic about Glenn Danzig and Henry Rollins wow, living wow. together as lovers. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, so uh, Danzig is a bit of a fan of mm-hmm. comic books. And he said in an interview recently that before the 2000 X-Men film, mm-hmm. he was approached to be Wolverine. He says he, he huh. had been offered to play Wolverine. Not a bad idea. This was before... They hired the guy they hired before, Hugh Jackman, the guy who was the villain in Mission Impossible 2. I can't remember his name. Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh-huh. was the original Wolverine. <laughs> but they say that original mm-hmm. Wolverine disagreed quite a lot with Brian Singer on the set. So they replaced him at the last minute with Hugh Jackman. Wow. So they asked Glenn Danzig how he would have uh, approached the role. And he said, <laughs> compared to... Gayer. Compared to Hugh Jackman, and he said less gay. <laughs> oh, in your oh. face, Hugh Jackman, who's you know hiding something. He's married. But, he's married to a woman. He has a son. He's married to like an eighty-year-old woman. He has a son. You got to see Hugh Jackman's wife if you want to confirm any speculation <laughs> on what his sexuality he starred is. In mul- he, he married his theater. buddy. He, Just because he's been a star of many successful musicals. He'd rather be singing and dancing than Tony sneaking Wars. people. It doesn't matter, I say, as the bisexual on the show. Because I can say that. Say no to Prop 8. Or yes, I forget how it works. Um, uh, that's been defeated. <laughs> All right. um, so there's yeah. that news uh, in non-gay news. Mm-hmm. Um, an image came from the... Uh, what's is purporting to be from the set of Iron Man 3... That shows a character oh, dressed like Iron mm. Patriot, 
which was uh, the character that uh, Norman Osborn went by mm-hmm. in the post um, post Civil War story. Well, in the post Secret Invasion storyline, like he wore a red, white, and blue armor. But that's but it's definitely not. From what I read, it's not Norman Osborn in the movie. No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. He's a Spider-Man character. Yeah, but it, I, dude, are we sure that those Spider-Man? The Amazing Spider-Man characters won't cross over into. I don't think so. I would bet heavily against it. Me, I, I would too. It seems unlikely. Anyway, just the, just having an Iron Patriot for Iron Man to fight sounds cool. I, I look. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Like him fighting. Like the government props up a different me- uh, Mega Man, Iron <laughs> Man. That that would be pretty. Oh, interesting and it means me. Gary Shandling is probably going to introduce him. Ooh, I'd love Gary Shandling was not bad. That was great. Thank you. You've been a real treat, Mister Stark. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. It was weird hearing him say "fuck you" and believe. Fuck you, Mister Stark. Oh, I do. I do a good. What Shanley. a weird face he has. I do a good Shandling. But he, him, and uh, Calista Flockhart used to be an item. Shandling, yeah. I think I think yeah. Shandling gets around. Though she, even though you'd assume he's gay, I mean, if we're... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it looks it looks like there's a face there somewhere buried under plastic surgery. I, yeah, it's like it's I can't it's tell. so smooth and I have exciting exciting news. Yeah. Comic news. Comic news. They revealed the cover of this all the all new issue or the first issue of the situation. The situation's comic Sorry. book. Oh wow. Jeez. The situation's comic book written by the co creator of the century. Paul Jenkins? Yep. What? Yep. And uh Jesus Christ. Art by uh I forget his name, Horn. Jesus. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Thank you. Ugh. Hey. Is Gary Shandling in it? Ooh, should be. Yeah. Should be. You can help him lob grenades, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a good Jersey no Shore way. impression anymore. Uh, Henry. You sound like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <Body>. <laughs> no. That's not true. That now do Shandling. Up. I uh, wish my brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't do this. Can we just go to break so I can get my impressions uh, together? I, I wanted to get out one more oh, piece of news. Was that uh, you know in our game industry we hear a whole lot about Kickstarting and Kickstartery. Oh yeah, uh, Kickstartery. Now yeah. it's bleeding. Now it's bleeding it into comics, <gasps> and in a very strange way. Mm-hmm. Dave Sim is asking for, or was asking for $6,000 to create a digital comic version of the Cerebus comics for people oh, wow. to resell them. And he's already passed $10,000. Awesome. Now, for me, it's a weird situation with Dave Sim. Everybody hmm. talks up Dave Sim like he's been on the Kickstarter page. He has quotes from Alan Moore mm-hmm. and Neil Gaiman saying, Gaiman, <laughs> Neil Gaiman saying Easy, he's. Saying that Dave Sim is one of the Dave Sim and Cerebus were some of the greatest comics ever uh-huh. created, like true masterworks. But Dave Sim is a prick. Like he's a <laughs> he yeah. is he's old school. He's he's a woman hating asshole. Like probably like he's an old a- man. <laughs> so is my grandfather. Just, but this happened fifteen years ago. He oh. became that. He wrote a very long screed about how women are the void and try to destroy you. And uh, take everything away from a man. Celibacy is the only answer. Ugh. You can't have a conversation with a woman. It's all like he—he he really like. I'll—I'll I'll give him credit for sticking by his word, but <laughs> or like not uh. censoring himself. But 
that makes me not want to support him. That's why I've never read a Cerebus yeah, book. Not, not because you can't do that. It's just I have trouble with it, and so do you. Also so. because he... Also because, like... As the books go on, he puts that in the books too. I see. I haven't actually read that far in a because they're fucking giant books. I wish it's I a three hundred. Yeah, it's a three hundred issue long story, and so uh, but around issue in the late one hundreds, like as it nears two hundred, mm-hmm. that start that stuff starts popping up, and you What's start the seeing these things like early nineties, like and he starts or mid nineties mm-hmm. at best, and he starts talking. He starts saying some really misogynistic things and. And if you can separate, like, there are artists that I like their art to, then you find out about them, they're like, you know, you're a despicable human being, right? Or at the very least, I wouldn't want to be friends with you, and <laughs> I don't agree with your feet. I don't agree with you. But here's what you're not looking at, Hank. It's only 10 grand. Cape Crisis makes that in, what, like, a day? Yeah, every day. day. Jesus, we shouldn't say that at all. Please, people, donate. Buy through us. I would, I almost want to support it, and I'd give it 20 bucks just to read it digitally, but I just... Give it him. Yeah, I just give it can't. Him any money. Well, that was one of your uh, one of the questions of the week. Uh, yeah, the creator that you no longer respect because yeah. of their mm-hmm. personal beliefs. And, and he was one I could never. I re, I I believe when everybody everybody says he was definitely a groundbreaking creator of the eighties, like Orson Scott Card. I was going to say great writer. I, I always, can't. I don't want to look at anything he's done anymore. I always say uh, judge the art, not the artist. But like, I'll never so, read Orson Scott Card because of what you've told me about Orson Scott Card. Mm-hmm. He's a dick. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ender's Game's a great book, but mm-hmm. it's harder to enjoy knowing it's what not, a dick it's not. It's not good enough to overcome. Yeah, it's not his... good enough that I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna look over what a dick you are. Mm-hmm. Because then you when, once you know that about the writer too or the artist, You're constantly like, thinking. About yeah, you think like, is this is the subtext of this scene that this character is weak and more like a woman, and I should hate that, or yeah. like, it makes you think of any plot point like yeah. him trying to push his agenda, whether or not it even was. Mm-hmm. You can't help it; poisons the whole thing. Yeah. Which in general should it should um, you know what's the what was that school of thought of reviews or of, or of even of experiencing art? It's called the mm-hmm. artist is dead. Mm-hmm. Which is like when you experience any piece of fiction or any creation, in your mind, the artist is dead. He does mm. not exist. You cannot reach them, and you cannot ask them what, why they made it. You can only you can appreciate trip. what it is, what the thing you were given. <laughs> but you can't, especially in this day and age of Twitter, and like you can't say anything without being quoted. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I saw this week in the uh, we had our first one star review. <gasps> And it was from someone who, in you know, didn't like, didn't agree with our, our talking about gay stuff for so long. Like he wanted us to keep our liberal San Francisco politics to ourselves. We do. We, you don't have to look at it. You shit fuck. Well, take the review. See, down. this is what I didn't want to say. That guy's entitled to his opinion. If that's what he feels, that like he came to us moron. for fun, and now has been betrayed by our. Can't have, fun. You can't have fun when you're hating people, you shit dick. Okay. Jesus Christ. This did the opposite of what Go bury your I dick into a prostitute. When I brought this up, why don't we... a wife you hate. Who gave us a one star? Don't you give on. us a one star. Don't... Do right. not say his name. I fucking hate... I don't even know who it is. Let's move on. I fucking hate him. Well, like, guys, why don't we take a break, and then we'll solve the mystery hey. of who... Wrote the one star review. Of who the gay ah. DC superhero is. Ah. We'll see you on the other side.
Hello there, guys. Wanted to say thanks again for listening to the old podcast, Cape Crisis. This is the part of the show where I remind you guys dutifully that uh, there's a little donate button on lasertimepodcast.com, the site that hosts us, and it uh, gives you a chance to help us out, keep the show going if you like. There's also t-shirts you can buy if you'd like to help us that way, or if you'd like to help us in a way that costs you nothing extra, on the, the right side of the screen you'll see a bunch of links to different things on Amazon. You can just go to Amazon through those links, buy anything on there, and we get a little portion of whatever you buy. It really helps us out. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or Zoom Marketplace and you're a subscriber to it, make sure to also rate it. Give it a five-star rating and give us a review. Both of those things really help us out on the rankings. And now, for the final part of the middle section here, it's Hank's Corner of uh, Comic Book Suggestions. Let's see. I would uh, say this one I just started reading again recently that I was enjoying a lot. It's Brian Michael Bendis' Moon Knight series. Now, I think uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev make a great team. They do some really good work. And Moon Knight is a really interesting take on it, though. Most Bendis stories take place in New York. This one takes place in L.A. It's a little more comical. It, it involves split personality disorder as well. Moon Knight uh, talks to Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Captain America, except they aren't there. They're in his head. They take over and make him do things sometimes. Anyway, it ended up being just 12 issues long, but it was a great series with Alec Maleev's very um, realistic art style. I enjoy it quite a lot. And uh, on the Cape Crisis episode 15 post of this week, you'll see links to the to where to buy that book on Amazon, if it sounds that interesting to you, or to buy other books that we talked about. So thanks again, and now back to the rest of the show. Something strange in the neighborhood. Remember that, just in case we ever face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink me, what was dead is now gone. Black suit with the black gray bands on. Walk in shadow, move in silence. Guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back. But you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, hey. hey everybody, welcome back. Second segment, Seer. If you don't uh, like it, go join One Million Moms. Ugh. <laughs> I think, well, how many members are there of One Million Moms? Like 30? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, seeing how much they are coming out against the uh, X-Men gay marriage comic. Every gay superhero, they, or every gay comic book, they cannot take it. I think I have to, I have to go and be an investigative journalist and just have to find one lesbian affair in there to ruin all of their credibility. <laughs> uh, it's just they're on the wrong side of history, you know? It's... Though, okay, did you, quick little tangent, you follow Todd Glass on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. Love Todd Glass. Okay, did you see that PSA thing he made, the, the, the gay oh. suicide one? No. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'll just explain real quick. It was a concept he'd been talking about for a while about like um, people are at this at a at a wake at someone's house and they say, "Oh, I I hear they killed. I hear they shot their kid." And then the parent comes up to the the person who said that, like, "How dare you? We didn't." We didn't kill our kid. We made him feel unwanted and hated. And that there was no way out of his life other than killing himself. Okay? There's a difference. Like, that was funny. <laughs> and, he, and he basically did that. He, he finally filmed that. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with, like, a black... A, just cuts to black. Mm-hmm. And then big white words pop up. Is there... Like, there's a difference. Is there? Like, that's okay. so on the nose. You figure that a comedian would have a better sense of not I'm being a, so I'm a big, obvious. I'm a big fan of his. And yeah, me too. That he is such an open and honest person has been, like, so in the closet for so long. And I had no idea. Yeah. And his I whole own, life. I, I own his albums. And the <laughs> amount of times he mentions his girlfriend <laughs> is really embarrassing now. Like, No, I heard, okay, I heard him talk about this on his podcast, though, where he said that... The times he mentioned his girlfriend, people were saying, like, oh, that's so sad. He had to lie about his girlfriend. He's like, no, I changed the gender, guys. Okay? Really, these were these were stories about my boyfriend. I was just saying girlfriend. He said the only time he it was like, the only time I would have had to change genders if I was telling a story about, hey, I was in the bathroom with my girlfriend. I looked over to the urinal and said to her, can you believe this guy? Like... <laughs> I know the I know his material pretty well, and a lot of I, it is very gender I don't know specific. I, uh, I don't know his material as well as you. I I'm a huge Todd Glass fan. That's why I like Todd Glass. I think huge he fan. I think Todd Glass is his own worst enemy when it comes to telling jokes. It's my like, favorite new podcast. It reminds me of Colin Quinn of how uh, in a certain love. way I don't like Colin Quinn. I love Colin Quinn. Colin okay. Quinn can't. Colin Quinn finishes. 30% of the jokes he says. Thank you. He's like, all right, here's the setup, and I'm disinterested in what I'm saying. Whatever, who cares? you gotta right? listen, you got to listen closely, because every once in a while, you, like, you'll hear it, you'll, like, you'll interpret a tangent in a way that, oh my God, my brain put this together in a way that's absolutely hilarious. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, that's a good Colin Quinn. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Whatever. He stinks. He stinks. He made me laugh once, <laughs> big time, on his old show that followed The Daily Show, which was... He said he he compared some situation to or half the half the panel members are dead. <laughs> oh Jesus! I know. Sorry, but Judy Gold still hanging in there. She's she came out as a <laughs> as a lesbian Republican. That she was like oh, that's eh. disgusting. Yeah, she was talking about how she's like conservative with money and uh, she can, well conservative with tax policy and stuff, but socially liberal. You I was can like, be Fuck gay you, and a Republican, but you can't be both. I'm sorry, people. I will not allow it. Not on this show. <laughs> Uh, Not on the yeah. show. It me out that Judy Gold came out as that. Can't be both. I, I was fine when she came out as a lesbian, but uh, as a Republican, I like. She had an awesome joke. She had an awesome joke where <laughs> she said that her the <laughs> when her partner got pregnant, <laughs> her mother presented it as my daughter's roommate is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we really went off on a tangent here. Well, but we're, we're talking gay. We were talking about gay stuff. Last week's question of the week was, who do you think the newly gay DC comic book character, hero boy, mm-hmm. man is? And uh, Tyler, what was your thought on that? I don't know DC that well. I do know that Anne really likes Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. So he must be gay. Wait, that would make shit. 
No. Wait, what? Uh, she sees a lot of green arrow in you. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. You're going to take it that way? No. No, you should just use your petty jealousy to make him yes. gay in your mind. Yes, okay. He's gay. Yeah. Well, so if he were real, he would have no chance because there he wouldn't want a chance. There well, Oliver Queen, uh, Oliver Queen is his name, but he's also <laughs> famous for betting a lot of sexy ladies. Oh, well. <laughs> but maybe that's all to cover. Maybe he's doing it to compensate. Yeah, he's this, compensating. He never committed with a lady because it was... Uh, I'm yeah. just jealous because I can't shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> I went to camp when I was a kid, and I did archery, and I was always the kid who shot the arrow behind the hay bales Aww. and had to go pick them up while everyone oh, else had to firing. wait for me. Uh, I was the one who would hurt my finger. Yeah. Oh, I hurt my fi- I cut my finger, too. It was really good. So I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's start off with uh, who's uh. the person who's almost always the first responder, the very dedicated Lucky Seven. Love you. And I love oh, his I thought you were going to say New York Fire His department. response made me laugh out loud twice. Which DC hero couldn't be gay? I'd rather he be a villain, someone unexpected like Gorilla Grodd. I would love, <laughs> would love to have. Don't Gorilla even know Grodd. who that is. But he's a gorilla, but okay. he's really smart. A psychic a, gorilla. A gay gorilla. <laughs> gay. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Before gay gorilla. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> Soggy Soggy Sage says, "Plastic Man or Earth Two Superman seem most obvious to me." Oh, Force Elbow agrees with the Flash. A lot yeah. of people say the Flash. Mm. Uh, binary Vibranium also said the the Flash. <laughs> what a they great also sh- shared a horrible picture of Superman. Attempting rape. Uh, <laughs> I can't say rape. Jesus. Uh, welcome to Good Burger says it's going. <laughs> it's going to be Vibe, which is very like Vibe is starting is ri- raising up their profile in the current Justice League comics. But I, I don't know, care I about Vibe. Wait, his just... name's Vibe. There's a character named Vibe. That's an awful word. The African-American publication? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's going to become a gay publication. Oh, it's, it's switching things up <laughs> in this new universe. Wait for the crossover with Lesbian Jet. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, too, these jokes are too dumb. Mouse no. Clock says Firestorm. Well, I think that would have been a good one. I think uh, a minute. several Batman is gay jokes showing up though i read a funny response to that on twitter from the uh the current batman writer scott snyder who when someone asked him is batman the gay character and then he said batman's sexual orientation is gotham (laughs) 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 which that's as much as i agree with i don't think batman has batman has time for no sex yeah i thought he was he was like me like i'd rather be alone than bone that's well, what just, I'm telling he myself. never he never sleeps. Like he, he wouldn't have time for a love life. The only I'm people busy. he can get are like Catwoman, who's going to run around with him in the night, yeah, and like who's going to sexually tease him, who's going to make sure that he can't. It's hard to run away from <laughs> or ignore. I'm on the next page, Hank. I do see Nightwing. Nightwing, well, that'd be a big one from if they did Darth that. Indirex. To have uh, to have Dick Grayson come out as gay, the, they, it would be bold. I don't think they would do that bold. though. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean that to be a dick joke. Mighty also. Matt said, "I hope it's Swamp Thing. <laughs> He's covered in lube." Oh, what? Uh, it's a boy. perfect candidate. Not every. Yes. Not. We I'm sure there's laugh. a spiring game in out there would love a self lubricating butthole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob Thez, I'm on the third page. Oh, no. Uh, no, we should be on different pages. Okay. All right. Okay. Rob Thez uh, is, again, going with the Flash, multiple possible Flashes. <laughs> he says, Wally West hasn't shown up. He also had a gay best friend, the Pied Piper, who came out in the 90s. It was an awkward issue because 
Well, where Wally describes AIDS as gay cancer. Wow, that's a, wow. <laughs> Wally. He's only quoting Reagan. <laughs> they sort of reference Piper in the recent New 52, and with Wally's past as a womanizer, wouldn't it be funny to subvert it by having him and Piper be an item? I'd like to see that, actually. Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, says Smars. Oh, yeah. Well, that couple is done, though, because the Blue Beetle that was very close with Booster Gold, that they did a bunch of cute gay panic jokes with between those two characters, that Blue Beetle is dead. I just want to thank uh, My Name is My Name for the animated gif of uh, Smithers surrounded <laughs> by strippers holding his eyes and, and keeping his head down. Always <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, let's see here. Bowtizer Cool says, I've been thinking it could be Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. He's certainly an iconic character, but he's yeah. only semi-popular, which would give interest to his character and much, uh, much needed boost. Is it Aquaman? Let's keep going. Uh, Aquaman has Mera. Oh, or Mera. Captain Marvel <laughs> and new Shazam says Odietsi. That would that would have been interesting. I'd have gone for that. Um, let's see here. Boo, boo, boo. Uh, Did you draw that Odietsi? I like it. <laughs> Pedo Bearclaw nice. says, um, first DC said it had a major iconic male character, not superhero, not hero, mm-hmm. so they can easily cop out and make Alfred or Jimmy Olsen gay. <laughs> That's I heard a lot of that on Twitter. I'm like, man... Jimmy Olsen seems too plausible. I hope that's not who it is. That that aims that too lacks low. power. I, Crozilla says, um, "Gay Gardner or Guy Gardner." <laughs> Freudian slip there. My bad. Uh, Henry, which one of the Titans is it? Superboy. If it was one of the Teen Titans, nah, Superboy. <laughs> I'd li- I'd actually really like it if they made it Superboy. There's currently a, a newly introduced Teen Titan who's gay. Uh, Michael Grimm is elite. <laughs> Love that name. Mm-hmm. Duh, Bushmaster. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm positive it's one of the former Robins, either Tim Drake or Tim Grayson. A lot of Tim Drakes. Uh, I'd like Tim Drake to be gay, too. I'd actually yeah. like him and Superboy. To, honestly, him and Superboy were the more logical pair than Super than Superboy and Wonder Girl. Like, Wait, it's on. Rorschach. I knew it. <laughs> that would explain a lot of his pent-up anger. I want exactly. to give, give a shout-out to New Form Poster Poop Sock Collection. Uh, just Oof. for saying, I wish it would be Superman just for the pure manliness uh, that his ejaculation would be. be. It doesn't have to be gay to ejaculate. No, no, but he no. says, but Chris does make a compelling argument about the Flash. Thank you to everybody who agreed with me. Because, <laughs> yeah, that feels great. Let's see. Here's... Um, Warlord! All right. Uh, Sir Ridge says, I doubt this will be it, but the first thing that popped into my mind was Hal Jordan. It could even be sort of a rainbow, the rainbow powering thing. That's not going to happen. Hal Jordan is a favorite character of Jeff Johns and maybe the favorite character. And Jeff John writes writes him very straight. Very, very straight. In fact, they had a part in one comic where it almost made me a little uncomfortable where they, Hal Jordan talked about how a uh, another gay superhero hit on him mm-hmm. and how he was very embarrassed by that and how... Wow. And how the uh, Barry, uh, the other members of the Justice League were making fun of him what? because he got hit on by another dude. Oh yeah, was this the eighties? No, this was this was in two thousand four. You make fun of you for that? Oh, wow. it's Shazam, right? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, you got gayed. Uh Sigma Naughty uh, said, "Gotta be Hawkeye." <laughs> he used to read all his comics and looking back he had quite a few gay covers thank you buddy it'd be great if he does the switch over to DC um, 
Uh, and Cody Stovall says, Lex Luthor also seems pretty gay and obsessed with Superman. Ooh, I do like that one. But as we said before, if a villain turned out to be gay, that's mm-hmm. not the best role model. To, if they're trying to earn points well, of like... they have to make a role model? Make it realistic? Well, the, let's be honest, guys. That's what? why they're turning these characters... It's true. Yeah. They, it's true, but the, the natural... The, the, in, if you're looking for all-around fairness, there has to be a gay villain. Again, you're... No, getting, I want there actually, to be gay villains. There's a... As far as like characters, PR, etc., there was a it was a very heartwarming story about uh, from Marvel about like a a mother who's who's like young son oh, had hearing loss and mm-hmm. said he didn't want to wear his hearing aid anymore because superheroes don't wear hearing aids. So she sent a letter to Marvel and they sent her back. Uh, Hawkeye wears. Uh, uh, Hearing something like oh, that. I forgot about that. And yes, they, he and does. They, and they yes, made up. Does. They made up a new character too, based on their name for his hearing. It was cute. No, it no, was no nice. you're, you're right. And because, but that, that's a great point because. But they are su- role models for kids. They're, well, they're not just role models. They're they're emblematic of who we want to be and how we want to yeah. present ourselves. So it's okay for them to have. So I, yes, in that sense, right. it's perfectly. But in fairness, in fairness, there was so that Hitman trailer that came out today, and like everybody's like, it's sex, it's sexist, I'm like. It's no more less. It's no more objectifying than every game you put every on your top ten. Single game, your top ten list, and if uh-huh. anything, it's just like I just admired. Like, oh well, he treated them like he would any other mercenary and beat mm-hmm. the buck out of them. Yeah, and they came. They kept coming at him. They didn't have to strip off their clothes, but you know that, that or dress as nuns. No, but this they is didn't the have joke. to do any of it. Never so. too young to die is the name of the movie starring John Stamos as the '80s James Bond with the gay Gene Simmons as the villain. It is fucking awesome. It's the it's the gayest villain I can think of. It's it's fantastic. Like he likes threatening to fuck the guy the whole, like John Stam a young John Stamos the whole time. Wow, not available on DVD, but made in 1986. Great fucking movie. Uh, man, uh, Gene, I hate Gene Simmons so much. Like one of the worst people. I think uh, in the world. I think the dress he he wears a dress throughout the movie. Like, or, or no, like but like a like a like a post apocalyptic, uh, uh, wiener gown. But I think it was originally worn by Grace Jones. Like, it's <laughs> all right. We we should move on, guys. Wait, hold on. You have to announce. Hold on. You have to announce. Yeah, I was, was about to. Hold on. All right. If I could have a know, drum so. roll, please. All right. The actual gay DC character is. Oh, I'm ready. Without further ado, do. Uh, Alan Scott, the green, the original Green Lantern wow, from the forties. Really? Holy shit! I want to give it up to uh, Doctor Doctor uh, Doctor Pepper, who actually called that. Well, this has been yeah, okay, yeah, it's been it's been rumored heavily. I this is yet to be confirmed, but I feel it. I feel it is a lock because uh, several several sites have wrote, written about it as fact that have gotten these mm-hmm. facts right before. The issue is out there already. Like people have read it, so mm-hmm. and it totally makes sense to me. Like I think I said last week that I felt it would be a cop out if it was an Earth Two major hero, yeah. iconic hero. But Alan Scott has been around for over seventy years, nearly as long as Superman, mm-hmm. though never as popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's also interesting to me, though, if they make Alan Scott uh, the gay super, the gay DC hero, and mm-hmm. the, like the most high profile one. Is that in the previous continuity, his son was one of the first out gay superheroes? Oh wow, which is very strange. Hmm. And also that so what uh, is genetic? Sorry. <laughs> and that also he's um I don't know his his he never was married like he had his his kids That's were to tell you everything or he was married for a short amount of time but his kids Ooh. were from like uh, his 
an affair with a former supervillain of his. It was very strange. Oh no! And of course, his uh, his his weakness is wood. <laughs> <laughs> Brings him to his knees. What? Yeah. Come on, you it's made true. an easy joke it's too. True, yeah, I said it knowing how easy it was. But so I'm I'm interested to see where they go with it. Like I think it's he is. In the Earth Two universe, he is on the level of the of Superman. Like he is a big deal, or he was. Though he also has one. You think if I can get a little, if I can get a little swishy here, I think his cost costume is very bad. Is very poor fashion because (laughs) he has a green cape. No, he has a purple cape and a purple mask and a red shirt and green Mm -hmm. powers. Like it's so many. It's just loud colors. Ugh, so many light colors. That's so damn yeah. You're looking at. I love it. It, remi- it reminds me of a Max Headroom background. Just, just, just describing yeah. it. Ugh. I love it a lot. Uh, but I'm looking forward to. I was always a big, a bit of a fan of Alan Scott in mm-hmm. his old version in, as a member of the Justice Society. I'm curious to see what they do with him in Earth Two issue two is coming out. I believe next week, and that's when we'll know for sure that, and it'll be confirmed. But uh, I think it's pretty much fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go, guys. Mm-hmm. We have a new question of the week. This is all coming from the Laser Time Podcast forums. You can find it at lasertimepodcast.com. That's right. Mm-hmm. In the comic discussion section. Yeah, look over on that right-hand sidebar. Look at them comics, man. Help us out. Look at some shit. Well, uh, Chris, you mentioned it earlier in the show. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was overlap from a question we already asked, but I think we asked like a hyper, that hyper nerdy, cliched comic question, like which hero you'd think you could beat another hero? Well, which fights would you like which to see? Oh, crossover fights. Cross but I want to see... But I, I do... I do like what the next gen Doctor Who crossover mm-hmm. signifies. Where like it's technically something people either should be super excited about or super mad at, and it turns out it's neither. <laughs> Not enough people care. Yeah, but... but like who would I don't know, who would you like to see brawl? Or like what what crossover would you like to see that could only happen in comics? There's like a lot of mm-hmm. rights to secure in a lot of these situations and like but they who, don't care as much about the rights in a comic well, book. Well more. IDW has like somehow it has a bunch of it has a bunch of these comic properties under yeah, it's uh, like but it's publishing. They're not necessarily writing, so they're publishing old stuff. They're publishing old Popeyes, mm-hmm. so they they can play with him and then introduce some other people. Mm-hmm. So you can ha- you can have Popeye in, his, in the same comic as Captain Picard. That's that's a beautiful thing. I don't know how you do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should do it. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, if I could pick one, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say Archie and the cast of Happy Days. <laughs> Are they comics? Wow. No, but... That's what you've always uh, dreamed about. No. I I don't know. This is tough to come up with off the top of my head other than saying X-Files or something. Mm-hmm. Because cause Tyler said X-Files yeah. already. It's in my head. Does, does uh, X-Files have a, does it live on in comics at all? It, it, fucking it had lots of comics, did. yes. I think uh, not not too long ago, Dark Horse published new comics of it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, Another TV or movie property I'd like to see crossover in comic mm-hmm. book world. It would actually be pretty cool to see, uh, I think, like a Parks and Rec office crossover wow, that'd be cool. in comic book form. Mm. I don't think it's unlikely they'll do it on the TV just because, like, it'll. Well, it requires actors. Yeah. They have to require a lot of actors hanging out in the right place. And you couldn't even do it with Michael Scott. So, in the other, in the comic book world, you could have them all meet up and go on wild adventures. You know, it was a concept in the in the crossovers with Futurama mm-hmm. and Simpsons and mm-hmm. their crossovers that 
Futurama is the real world, but the future. So our world. Ooh. So in the Futurama world, The Simpsons was a TV show they watched. Oh, awesome. So when they cross over with The Simpsons, usually there's an explanation for Fry and the gang being put in the fictional world of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you have... It was, that, it was that your... Did we answer your response for you, Tyler, or... Uh... Um, maybe. Now I'm thinking about TV shows. I want to see in comic form crossover. Um, Family mm, Matters. Arrested Development and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and Hardball with Chris Matthews. <laughs> and Hardball with Chris Matthews. <laughs> Let's not get silly here, folks. Come hey, come on now. Come uh, on now. There, there could be a Curb, <laughs> there could be a curb comic. That, like, community and Arrested Development sounds like an ensemble overdose. <laughs> like the, you'd have to oh, you'd yes. have no, seven characters. Sentences would never end because everybody's tagging it. Community could like the way its plots go could very easily work. Uh, as a, as a, like, yeah, probably. Like that seems natural. It's yeah, got like you've got your heroes. You've got your like very well defined characters with their roles. Yeah, and like stories that you know standard Dan, sitcom arcs. Uh, Dan Harmon has a background in comic books too. Totally. It, Maybe he can continue it as, well, now that he's yeah. not doing the show. Once the show dies after its fourth season, yeah, then most likely will. Then a year later, they can get Dan Harmon can get the rights to do it as a comic book, yeah, and then oh. he and Joss Whedon will. Make a movie. It's going to be great. That's great. Can I go? Yes. Yeah, I go. have three. I have one obvious one. All right. Uh, one dumb one. Mm-hmm. One super cool one. Uh, okay. Um, I want to. Obviously, I would like. If, if it may have already happened, I would like to see uh, the characters of Firefly crossover with Buffy. I know it'd be stupid and involve time travel mm-hmm. uh, somehow. But maybe even if they met, they met a direct descendant of every the, Whedon thing takes place in the same universe, well, as far as I'm concerned. I think so, that one sound will end up being stupid because it reminds me that there was a uh, one of the stupidest comics I ever mm-hmm. read was a Star Wars Indiana Jones crossover. Oh, whoa! It was Yikes. officially published by uh, Dark Horse that wow. got to do it. Where um, quick description. Uh, Chewie and Han are in the Millennium Falcon. They hyperdrive, and something messes up. They get teleported to Earth, one hundred years ago, and then and Han Solo is hurt too much in the crash, dies on the ship. They're out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Meets his doppelganger. No, no, no. Chewbacca no. rescues. Chewbacca is Chewbacca is left to his own devices. Oh, is walking around in the mm-hmm. great northwestern woods is now the originator of the Sasquatch myth, which brings <laughs> no. which brings Indiana Jones and a slightly no. grown-up short round. <laughs> and then they find the Millennium Falcon crashed and the bones of Han Solo. Oh, so, that'd be so great. Very, very silly. I would and love to see how stupid it was. I would love to see a 40-minute scene with just short round and Chewbacca arguing with one another. <laughs> About how fast they're going. Uh, At least least they weren't the explanation for Roswell, like every time travel episode in every science fiction show. I did like that Futurama one. This is a stupid one, but uh, it it popped in my head and I can't get it out, and I'm currently obsessed with both. I'd like to see a Calvin and Hobbes and Deadpool crossover. (laughs) Because Calvin's already heading that direction anyway, and I feel like Deadpool's probably the only one who could see Hobbes uh, beyond his (laughs) stuffed animal form and end up having a conversation (laughs) with him. Deadpool gets it. Yeah, I think they could totally work together, and I think Calvin would love the opportunity to kill people. Um, but the one I think that should really happen and seems really cool uh, is Fraggle Rock and Mouse Guard. 
Ah, Fraggle, like Rock, Fraggle Rock and Mouse Guard. They're roughly the same size. Uh, they can both brawl. One set wants to have fun, but they're they're in larger numbers, more colorful. It could work. I can see that working. Mouse yeah. Guard and Fraggle Rock. I'm gonna take put that on my put that on my tombstone. <laughs> that would be. He good. always wanted Mouse Guard and Fraggle right Rock. Now, he always wanted to see. <laughs> he always wanted. It <laughs> was his dream. Uh, well, so. If you think you've got a better suggestion, go to the uh, forums on lasertimepodcast.com and uh, we're giving you a special treat. You're going to get uh, two weeks to answer <laughs> this one because oh, next oh. week is our E3 Spectacular, Ooh. meaning we pre-recorded it because <laughs> we're going to be at E3. We definitely didn't already record that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say I, I think I had a pretty funny thing on it where I say that if Stanley is dead next week, we won't be talking about it because we really recorded sorry. ahead of time. Yeah, fine. So sorry, but the next, the week after that, we'll do our big Stanley tribute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'll be the question next I did week. Uh, it's, we're entering in the the, the plug segment, right? I can yeah. plug Laser Time. We did a show this week about um, uh, celebrity-driven cartoons. We called it Animated Vanity. Where so athletes, actors, and comics get so famous, uh, their contract somehow dictates they have to star in a boring cartoon for 13 <laughs> episodes before it gets canceled. Uh, <laughs> Playing a weird version of themselves. And looking in, and I posted an article uh, later on of all the intros. So you can, you don't want to watch these episodes. You just want to watch the introduction sequence, mm-hmm. the yeah. horrible song with the best animation, and a couple of them. Uh, Marvel Productions produced a lot of animation back then, but just. Yep. A, they were responsible for Kid and Play and released Kid and Play comics. Forgot about the kid, that. The Kid and Play cartoon is a Marvel production, Jesus. as is the coinciding comic book. But so is Muppet Babies. Well, that's their that's their claim to fame is Muppet Babies. You know, you know. And uh, the Grinch, Grinch is the Cat in the Hat. Ugh, mm-hmm. I hate that one so much. Everybody hates the third Grinch because it sucks. No, it's terrible. It yes, sucks. but it's no worse than the Grinch, Grinch's Halloween. You know, I, that one I've never even seen. It's fucking terrible. I bet it's worse because at least they have the at least they have the cat in the hat to lean on for some sort of interest. In. It's interest. no Lorax. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean the hit oh, Danny is? DeVito film? No, not God. No, <laughs> I speak for the trees. <laughs> that's not what Danny DeVito said. That's a bad Danny DeVito no. impression. Uh, what? That's a lady. Uh, what the heck? I need a beer. <laughs> hey. You shouldn't cut down uh, these here trees, Munsla. I know I don't sound like I'm one foot tall. <laughs> That's the case. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun on that laser time. There's also good old VG Empire to listen to as well. Woot woot. So many good things. Yeah, tell a friend. Review us on iTunes without a one star. <laughs> or I swear to God, every episode from here on out will be uh, Gainus. Wall to wall Gainus. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys all have your... You, Brett... Mm-hmm. You, you all have your own shows. I need one. Oh, and we'll see about that. Let's tease it. We'll yeah. see about that. We'll mm-hmm. see about that. Uh, okay. Well, until two weeks from now, uh, and we'll go to you know maybe go to GameTrader.com, read the things I write about yeah. each year. Yeah. You know, but when after you're done there, you go you to PC Game. We have less yeah. articles to read. <laughs> that makes it you'll easier. be done faster. Fewer articles. It, it'll be easy for you. But do your Amazon shopping yes. through us and um. Yeah. Yeah, please right. donate if you feel the need. Uh, yeah. All right. Excelsior! Excelsior!